Hi everyone and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. A bit of a, I wouldn't say it's a sad one, like it's the last one of the season. Um, I'm joined by Mark. Hello. By Nally. Well. And by Walshy. Ni hao. <laughs> and I instantly feel better. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Walshy. Any, anytime. Hello, yes, anytime. better. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, we are reclaiming our second of the lost episodes. Uh, so it's wheat beers tonight. I think picked by, well, originally picked by myself, Mark and Walshy, and then Nally got the list and he said, "No, fuck that," and changed <laughs> what we got. Uh, so he picked uh, Lineman Saga Tartkvik and Hope's Grunt Citrusy Wheat Beer. So um, if these go to shit, it's Nally's fault essentially. <laughs> That's I'll fair. take that. Yeah, that's fair. I am the to <laughs> um, Yeah, I can live with it. Citrusy wheat. Uh, like you may as well continue your uh, your grip on the um, creative content there and give us some facts about wheat beers. Uh, I'll try. So wheat beers are, you know, made with wheat. Um, it's great. Uh, it's one of the things that, yeah, I know, right? It's one of the things I really like about beers. Same with brown ales last week. They're really simple when they name them. Like, you know, brown ale is brown. Red ales are red. Wheat beers have yeah. wheat. It's great stuff. But uh, <laughs> generally what it is, is so you get wheat beers and they have uh, anything upwards of 50% of the of the grain bill is wheat. Um, up to about 70% generally. Now there have been some that have gone higher, but you don't really get 100% wheat beer because when you're, when you're mashing it in and when you're making the wheat beer, it can get, it gets really uh, clogged up, you know, the wheat gets really sticky so it doesn't it can clog up all the equipment so you generally have other like malted barley or something in there to keep it from from uh, just clogging up the equipment and keep the water moving through it and um, so wheat beers are pretty famous uh vice beers in germany and um, they're the same thing the thing is in bavaria vice they're called vice beers and um, whereas the rest of the germany they tend to call them weizen beers so like you've heard of hefeweizen or hefeweizen it's the same thing. It just depends on if it's from Bavaria or not. So they're they're really really popular in Germany. In Bavaria itself, they're probably the best selling beer, uh, the best selling beer style. Um, and then in the rest of Germany, they're probably you know they make up for about twenty percent of the market, twenty five percent. Some people might know. I know we've kind of dropped it on this for a while. Maybe last week we kind of mentioned it again with the Newcastle Brown. But kind of a well known uh, wheat beer would be the likes of an Erdinger or a Paulaner. Um, they'd be they'd be pretty famous ones that people might know. Uh, Hogarden would be a wheat beer as well, but that's a Belgian style, so it's a Belgian wit beer. Um, basically, it's it's just you know it's made more with a Belgian yeast. It's kind of got a subtle differences in flavor. Um, sometimes not so subtle if they go hardcore with it. But uh, yeah, the ones we have today are from Ireland, so I'm looking forward to trying these. To bounce off your kind of uh, your nice little etymolo- etymological. Sorry, I fucked that word up. Uh, <laughs> phrase about the German pronunciation of the, the vice bear and vice beer. That's not legally That's, that's been kept in, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so wheat beers are kind of like the oldest style of beers. I mean, we say this, like obviously what they brewed back thousands of years ago has changed an awful lot to today, but it's basically like wheat style grasses. And the first kind of recordings we have are of the ancient Sumerians. Um, so they're the kind of first... The archaeological evidence we have that suggests, you know, people brewed beer uh, dates back to them. So they were kind of ancient Mesopotamia. So around Iran, Iraq, the Indus Valley civilizations, like five, six thousand BC. Uh, this is how old wheat beer we can date it back to. And they had specific laws around like the quality of beer that you could brew and, you know, how to brew it. They were actually enforced laws, but um, we get some cool things from them. Like the 62nd... Uh, clock and the 60 minute hour that comes from them loads of mathematical terms writing terms a lot of it comes from them but re- looking into them okay my favorite little nugget of fact okay is that they prize their beer for its nutrient rich ingredients so they hailed it as the key to a joyful heart and a contented liver so that was how the uh sumerians uh valued beer that it was good for your heart good for your liver and good for you all round. I think we need to return to that mantra um, as soon as we can. You know, I think let's get back to that. It's a much brighter world when we do. The only the only thing I'd question on that though, Mark, is I mean, 
after a heavy night, if that's my liver feeling content, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't want it to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, shock horror, I've paired wheat beers with food again this week. Really? No way. You're um, serious? Yep. Not like you at all, but... <laughs> Yeah, look, I have too much to do in terms of editing the podcast and then putting your little stupid games together at the end as well, so Mark doesn't become a terror and <laughs> fucking become a, a, an absolute, like, taskmaster fiend it's, at the it's, end of It's true, we all seen what happened when I got given the chance to take <laughs> over and nobody here liked it, apart from me. Obviously. I did. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> oh yeah, you won, that's right. Down straight. <laughs> Woo, Mercadale for the win! <laughs> Would you would you would you hazard a guess as to what foods um, wheat beer gets paired well with? Bread. Because I was surprised by this. Cheese. Bread. No, <laughs> no, like um, seafood. seafood and cheese. Seafood. So like crabs, mussels, uh, fish cakes, smoked salmon, dim sum, sushi, uh, spring vegetables as well. Did someone say peas or did you say cheese? Cheese. Said cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at peas, else- beans, and asparagus, and. Uh, Thai, thai green curries I, I, it's, this is one thing that I think a lot of the English do is to have a lot of like look at that, it's on the can no way <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I hadn't genuinely genuinely hadn't seen that so I think just, just so, for anyone listening as we're going through our, our video recording of this Kinger has been frantically trying to google foods that go well we can see him like mashing away at his keyboard and on the back of our hope grunt can Literally has a, a little picture saying, great with seafood and cheese. So, you know. <laughs> That's what Hope's grunt pairs well with. Not wheat beers. I'm pretty sure you mentioned yeah. seafood for wheat beers, so I'm going to yeah. give it to them. No, I did. I, I, know, I did, but just for the purposes of research, <laughs> I did wheat beers as an entirety and not just this one particular beer. So, oh, they, they do that with, um, is, it, is it all other beers or just a... Uh, a selection of them because I've noticed that in a few of them. I've never, I've never noticed that before, and oh. I've had a few hopes. Mark might know more about that. Never yeah, noticed it either. It's on, it's on all their cans. It is, lads. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah I've noticed it a few times already. Right. I haven't seen it on others, but yeah, it's pretty cool. See, the one thing I'll say is it's kind of at the back, around the back of the label, and that's generally where I stick the key in to shotgun the cans. So, yeah, <laughs> probably puncture it, and then it's around my mouth. So I'm reading about the the top. The kind of story of the beer and the ingredients and I don't really see the picture so that's just my excuse I have found that uh, you can look forward to 20 to 30% less muscle inflammation with wheat beers apparently the scientists that performed the study reported that wheat beers are more effective than NSAIDs NSAIDs kind of like an Advil or something like that in combating muscle inflammation ah what is that? Jesus, Walshy is leaning in. He's leaning into his doctor bollocksology <laughs> this week. I don't know if that's bollocksology. It could be, but that's what I found on the internet. <laughs> Where all top quality research is performed. Of bollocksology, <laughs> yes. Uh, seeing as Nally chose these ones, Nally, do you want to pick first? Yeah, so um, just a quick one on these now. Um, the thing with wheat beers as well is they're super carbonated so just I know I uh, sent these out I might have given them a shake just be careful uh, opening them because they could go <laughs> everywhere uh, <laughs> I'd say we go with Lineman first because I know I'm looking forward to trying the grunt a bit more So I'd like to think they're okay but I think they've been sitting in the fridge for a couple of weeks now <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised Nally, Nally has a serious shake <laughs> <laughs> The last time I had the the grunt one as well, it exploded all over the kitchen table. So, okay, sure. Are we going to crack them open? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, just let me make sure it doesn't land on anything. No initial explosion for me. That's good. No. Yeah. Same. Idea. Same. No, I'm good. It's a, it's a bland can design. Would you Would you say bland? Yes. Yeah, just yeah. pretty. You know, your basic, let's not spend any money or effort on this. Just put out a can. Hey, Tommy, Tommy in accounts can draw. Get him to do a logo. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to disagree with me, I'll I'll gladly hear why I'm wrong, but come on. No, it's literally the word saga in the middle with pink and blue behind it. That's it. Pink and blue lines. That's pretty much it. Mark's just feeling feisty from last week. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> had a couple of weeks where I've liked a lot of the stuff we've tried, and now I just want to get fucking bitter again. <laughs> this this smells like this this smells like a sour. One hundred percent it does. I was just thinking that. Yeah, we've had this before. With yeah. what did we have this before with? So we had this before ale. with it was, the, it was it was it was it was a no, quake. It was the uh, what was no? it? shouting at strangers. It was the shouting at strangers. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. That had the Kvike yes. oh, in yeah. it as well. Yeah. The Wylum shouting at strangers, wasn't it? Yes, ah, the Kvike, yeah. 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 yeah, so I think it's the Kvike yeast that's given it that uh, sourness. So it, is. it also says it's tart on the front of it, so I'm going to guess that it's yeah. you know, a little sour. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's um, it's quite a golden rich colour. Um, but Nally, would you say this is like way undercarbonated for a, a, a wheat beer? For me, it seems uh, pretty low on carbonation. It's it's really clear as well. It's you know you can see right through it, but it doesn't Does it, it doesn't hold a head. Um, and you know, for me, when I think of some of those, uh, well, not a real you know, it's a little bit of a head, but nothing major. And for me, when I think of those uh, wheat beers, I always think of them. You know, like like we were saying earlier, like a, an Erdinger or something. They got massive heads on them. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, does it? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty low on the carbonation for me. So it is. Does it look like it's been watered down or something, or is that just me? Little bit. It's it, there's like it's not completely see through. There's a little bit of a it's see through, but there's a little bit of a uh, dirt kind of to it. It's not like that's the wrong word to use, but like it's not hazy, but like sediment. This tastes like a this tastes like a sour lager to me. Yeah. On first taste of it, I'm like looking at the can. Are, are we sure that this is a wheat beer? Yeah, it's like a wheat beer, but they've managed to make it taste nothing like a wheat beer. So yeah, it's really weird. Mm. That's lo- uh, lager malts in it. Well, gentlemen, bring any sort of lager thing towards these four people, and watch your ass get <laughs> kicked into the next time zone because we we have our experience at lagers on this podcast, and none of them have done too well for themselves. Um, yeah, which is Nally. Nally, did you Nally, did you know that um Kvike is a type of yeast used in traditional Norwegian farmhouse spears? I did, no? yeah. That's what we said the last time, so it is um it's uh, pretty good for that, so it is. <laughs> it's I was like the one we mentioned that it's the one that we mentioned tears through uh fermentation, like it's the one where you can get grain to glass in about a week yeah. if you really want. It's crazy stuff. <laughs> it's on the can, so I just said I'd try I'd try and look like I was flexing my my knowledge muscles, which I've Kinger's learning. <laughs> learning, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, it's a weird one. It's 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 not like any other wheat beer I've ever had before. Which I don't know if I should like it or if I should be offended by it. Yeah, so I, I I'm a big fan of wheat beers uh, generally. This is this is a strange one. I'd agree with you, Kinger, 100 percent, man. I'm. Uh, it's not really where I expect a wheat beer to be. It's definitely more tart. Um. It's a pretty clean beer, though. There's not a whole lot hanging around after you have it. You know, it's a little bit tart, it's a yeah. sour, but it it's gone pretty quick. Like, which is, I think, a nice thing for this beer. The way it's the way it is, it's it's a good thing that it's gone pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it clears the palate really well for something that isn't that carbonated. Normally, like a lot of carbonation is needed, but you know, I guess it's the tartness or the sharpness of this. It clears it straight away. Yeah, definitely, I'd agree with you. I think expectation is a killer for me. When I smell a beer like that, I initially wanted to taste like a sour, and then when it doesn't, I'm disappointed by that. And I think that's that's unfair on the beer, possibly. But um, I, I I always think back to our sours episode when, like, we're like, "Geez, that smells like feet," but it actually <laughs> tastes really nice. This is kind of similar, and it doesn't have that really nice flavor of it. Like afterwards, do you know what I mean? It's 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 grand. I think so far. Yeah, I think the thing with it, man, is uh, so it is a bit sour, but it it is a wheat beer. Like, I think it's it does a yeah. decent job of kind of getting the two of them together. I know we were saying it doesn't have that full wheat beer flavor that I'm used <clears> to, or that any of us really are used to, but it's still there. It's just a lot more subtle because of the tartness that's up front. Like, you still get a bit of it. It's just it's just more subtle because of the tartness. Okay. Well, for me, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> just. I, I do get what you mean, like, as, as it kind of clears your palate, the back end of it has that, you know, familiar aroma that you're used to, or that you would expect maybe with, like, any wheat beer, just, say, Paul Anner Erdinger, just to name a few, like, but, um, 
I don't know, man. Like, I think branding this the way they have, that, like, they have very clearly said it's a Tark Fike beer on the front. It's emblazoned in big black letters, so they're not hiding that. Um, is it a wheat beer? I'm trying to see where it says that this is an actual wheat beer. Um, well, it's made with wheat. It's in the ingredients, so... Yeah, but beer. maybe maybe the percentage of wheat in this is a lot lower than could be yeah fifty percent brewed with wheat and lager malts and lightly hopped to could be. A delicious because the lager malts thing is what's is what's coming through for uh, me. Are Nally are, are wheat beers generally higher ABVs? Not necessarily. So they they can range in ABV from you know anywhere to from four upwards. But there's different styles of wheat beer. So like you have your regular wheat beers, Weizen yeah. beer that we kind of all know. You have Dunkelweiss, which are like a uh, wheat beer made with caramel malts, and they give it that dark color. Then you have like, so there's a beer called an Icebock, which is, uh, it's a beer that's, they freeze it down, and that gets rid of some of the water, which ups the alcohol content. So they do, uh, you know, they make an Icebock version of a uh, wheat beer as well, which can bring up the alcohol content. So you can actually get quite a wide range, just depending on the style of wheat beer okay. that you, you have. No, I just, I just, I just asked that just because it says on the can that it's, it's a deliciously refreshing session yeah. beer. So I didn't know would you have wheat beers as, as a session beer, kind of very often. If they're generally at least fifty percent wheat, that's kind of like the guideline. If you're making a wheat beer, fifty yeah. percent of the of the malts have to be wheat based. Yeah, that would that would be generally the, the uh, defining characteristic of a style. Like, okay, uh, Walsh, you've been suspiciously quiet. What are you thinking? I don't know. I I really enjoy it, but it's not what it should be, which kind of has me confused. No more than we had with like shouting with strangers. That maple syrup last week. It tasted more like something than what it was actually meant to be, and I think yeah. if this was a sour, for example, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's very nice. But the fact that it's supposed to be a wheat beer, and I don't <laughs> get that at all. Yeah. Kind of like, look, it's lovely, but it's something completely different. Or tastes completely different. So you're like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I do like okay. it, though. I do like yeah. it, through kind of, long story short. Walshie is essentially a whore for the, the style. Like, if you try and do anything, you know, anything fancy with the style, Walshie's going to pick on you and say, no. Just don't. Just don't no, like I'm not that. okay with that. Don't be doing something fancy. Don't be making it taste like something it's not supposed to taste like. Stop that. Stop your experimenting. And then get back to making me my cheesecake stout. Please. See? That's like exactly it. That's except for stouts. When it comes to stouts, he wants to throw the, the, the <laughs> world and its dog in there. <laughs> but is that maybe because, as he said himself, he hasn't had a Guinness since he was about 17. So he doesn't understand uh, or appreciate the stout style as much as he might other Possibly. styles. Maybe. And also, just a hold out for ye, and this just goes to show how dedicated the deposit, the amount of Guinness that I've turned down in the last few months. And he's like, no, I can't have one until I can meet up with the boys. Ah. I, I, I really appreciate that sentiment. And I also am delighted man. that you have a, a really legitimate excuse now for turning down Guinness. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, I, what I would say, um, Walshy, and I go back to your point, when I first started drinking this, I, I was like, you I can't really get much of a taste. But then what I did was I swamped a mouthful or two. And we all know Nally swamps his beer for one or another reason, like whether he loves it or hates it. <laughs> but if you take a proper yeah. full mouthful and not just kind of a half or a sip, you actually get the, the wheat beer flavor becomes very intense at the back end. Like, not, well, sorry, not very intense, but relatively intense. Yeah, it's very more to what it is. It's very much more noticeable if you take a big mouthful, yeah. so it is. Okay, well, see, well, why don't you kick us off into the ratings for this beer then? Uh, as we all know, uh, it starts as unbeerable. It then goes to booze. 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 Beer. Just beer. Just beer. Just beer, just beer, brutiful, <laughs> brutiful, and then the much coveted unbeer leavable. So, Walshy, um, Kinger, you start us off on this one. Kinger, it's only been yeah. 14 episodes and a special. I'm proud of you for getting there, man. <laughs> I, that's the first time I've struggled, actually, to remember brutiful. <laughs> Where's your board, Mark? You want to send it out to him? 
Um, I don't know. I just put it away, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> Very That's how it starts, Mark. That's how it starts. <laughs> I picked up her engagement ring today, and she let me spend 150 euro on a craft beer, and I think that's the end of my life as a man. Yeah. <laughs> she let you spend yeah. 150 euro on a new whiteboard is what happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. In, in, I need it for work. Well they last. <laughs> I really, really do actually really like it. But like I said, uh, it doesn't really feel or taste like what I think it should be. Um, and if it did a little bit more, I'd go higher. But I still think it's beautiful. Uh, so I'm going beautiful. Fair enough. Well, I'll jump in with you next. I think this is a terrible wheat beer. Okay. It's not a wheat beer like... Come on, come on, guys. Come on, linemen. You know what you're trying to do. You're trying to make a sour here and convince people it's a wheat beer. It's still a delicious beer. I think I still think it tastes really nice. But I'm going to take a few marks off of it for uh, being a wheat beer category beer that isn't really a wheat beer. So I'm going to say it's just beer. It's nice. It's a tart sour. Possibly enjoyable on a summer's evening if the weather's nice. But I think just beer is all I'm going to give it. So just a quick one from from now on, can we just call that the Walshy principle? So like, yeah, it's a really good beer, Dr. but Walsh, it's not sticking yeah. to its style. It's the Walshy principle. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's okay. not even it's not even the style, Nally. It, yeah, you yeah. get hints of it. You get hints you of do, the wheat beer, it's... but it's not enough. Like I want yeah. something when I'm drinking a wheat beer. I've made a conscious decision to drink wheat beer most of the time. Okay, um, and like. I want the taste of it. I want the, the enjoyment of that kind of flavor. And in this, you have to swamp it to even get the flavor in, in any kind of measure. Um, now, while it is delicious, if I was like, what I tend to do with craft beers is like get like five or six of a certain style, stick to that style for a night and try some different beers. If I was drinking this and other wheat beers or vice beers or whatever, I'd feel like this is way out of place. And that would, you know, kind of upset me a little bit creature habit and i don't like change and uh you know that upset me so yeah just beer again for me sorry yeah uh i'll, I'll go next mark and I, I'd, I'd agree with you pretty much it's just beer for me i really I, I like it i think it's a solid beer i definitely get it again um but just beer for me i, I similar reasons as well like i think if it's a wheat beer i've chosen it for those kind of you know those um kind of banana flavor type things or whatever you get from it um, I've chosen it for that specific reason and you know I want something really fizzy which you know wheat beers tend to be this isn't as carbonated as, as I expect so just beer for me but again I definitely have it again just maybe a different context or something <clears throat> I'd probably follow Walshy and say that it's beautiful J- just because I do like the taste of it um, I know it's not it's, it doesn't taste maybe like it should as as a wheat beer. Um, but going solely off the taste alone and, and, and probably my own personal taste, obviously, um, I, I, I think it's nice. I, you, I, you couldn't give this an un, uh, unbelievable because it doesn't do what a wheat beer should do. It is the Walshy principle and I think it works here, to be fair to him. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'd say it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. So for the for the final episode of the season, uh, it kicks off with a beautiful for a sa- lineman saga, uh, tart kvike beer. Fairly con- fucking contested, beautiful. Boo kicker and Walsh. <laughs> Boo kicker and Walsh. How how dare you have opinions? <laughs> yeah. How important is it when you're choosing a beer to drink for the night or to if you're out, whatever? How important is the ABV to you? Or does it even register? Yeah, so when I first started drinking craft beers, Kinger, I kind of took it as a little bit of a badge of honor that a lot of them were higher or significantly higher than your standard American light lagers or, you know, stouts or whatever you'd be normally drinking. But I got over that pretty quickly, like, really... Um, I think for me, it's meaningless. You're trying a beer, especially a craft beer, you know, you're trying it to see if you'll enjoy it. And recently I've had a lot of micro brews or uh, micro IPAs, a lot of sessions, I have to say. Fast, um, like challenging amber ales is my favorite style. Amber ales still on top, but sessions, 
mighty close second. Um, and like I think that if you if you focus on ABV, you're gonna lose sight of like flavors and and all the good things in a beer. Now it is important, and we've talked on this podcast about how maybe a higher or lower ABV can increase the body or a flavor or a certain aspect of a beer. So it is very important, but I wouldn't say it's important for the higher content getting you drunk. It's important for certain levels of ABV giving a beer a body or a flavor or some sort of positive characteristic that in some cases we have pointed out could be a negative characteristic could be flipped with an increase or decrease of ABV. Yeah, so I'd agree with you, Mark, pretty much point for point there. I think it was the episode two, our stout sirens, broken dreams that we all kind of said, uh, you know, if that was a bit more, if that was a bit higher ABV, it might've cut through that coffee flavor a bit more and everyone would have been happier with it. Um, I'd be, yeah, I'd be of the same opinion pretty much. I don't, I used to, when I was starting off, I used to look at the ABV and be like, yep, that'll do because I used to get, you know, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> splitting a, you know, a crate of Budweiser or something with one or two of the lads and you get one or two extra beers for yourself and I'd be looking at what the hell is the highest beer here because we're going out in about an hour and a half and I need to get this into me so I can, you know, when, I, when I'm when i out in town, it's a cheaper <laughs> evening for me, put it that way. So uh, yeah. it used to be, but not so much now. I mean, every so often, if you're looking for something where, you, where you're going to have, you know you're only going to have three or four cans maybe, you might choose a higher ABV just, you know, if, you, if you're feeling that way inclined. But... And you'd be thinking about the night before before you get them like like for example kinger loves the dippers so for me i might i might get six or seven cans of stout but they're going to be four to five percent whereas you might only have two or three cans of dipper but it's going to be the same thing at the end of the night but it's just it's 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 what you're in the mood for yeah. that night i don't find it as important as it used to be it's more just what i'm in the mood for yeah, kind of, kind of jumping off what the two boys were saying, and I mean, it, it still carries on. Starting off, it had a lot more effect. I think. Um, quick story. I think myself, Nally, and a few others were in a local pub. I seen a cool can that was there. It's like, oh, I must try that. Finished it. Thought it was very nice, and then looked at the can and realized I think it was only like two point seven. I'm like, I have to go up and get something now to make up for this <laughs> lack of alcohol. And I like, I was, I was nearly offended, but. <clears throat> And happily now was like, oh, there's a, you know, like Mark said, a session or something that's like 3.5, 3.8. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah, I think that was the Boom can, Walshie. I can't remember. Yeah. The, is Boom the brewery uh, or is Boom the no, name of the beer? But it's the micro it IPA. It was, yeah. it wasn't Boom, but it was the same brewery. <laughs> All right. But uh, no, I have it there. I just have the name covered, so I don't know what it was called. Boom. Uh, but it was a Boom. nano. Boom was the sound Walsh made when he went up to the bar looking for his money back. Slamming his fist. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 2.7%. Yeah. I want what? my money back, barman. What is this? A beer for ants? <laughs> An ant beer? That's a good or a bad imp- impression. I don't know if that's a good or a bad impression of Walsh Mart just did there. Ah, Lone. Terrible impression. I'm Paul Walsh. I'm from Matt Lone. Uh, as Nally kind of touched on there, me and my love of the double uh, IPAs, it's, it's I don't know, it's it's one of the first things I look for on, on a beer where I pick it up. And it's, it's, it is like that, like we, you know, we all kind of chat to each other most Fridays and Saturday nights, either on here or on the PlayStation. And if I'm doing that, I'd prefer have two or three fairly hefty dippers as opposed to having seven or eight kind of smaller cans and I, like i don't know why that is um one thing i love about that is like the, i found that the higher alcohol content they breweries will put in like a load of extra flavors and really juicy things to kind of maybe cover it up a little bit um so maybe i maybe i, f- I feel like there's more flavor uh, from a higher abv sometimes so kinger i i have two theories right on, on that statement. Maybe number one is that, you know, you like the slower kind of evening of drinking. Maybe you're a kind of guy who, who enjoys 100%. just, you know, you know, I'm, I'm lazy and I just want like a couple of beers. I don't want to be necking stuff all night long. That kind of, you know, yeah. fast paced attitude. And maybe number two, and you might disagree with this and I don't mean any offense by it, but <laughs> as we've said, like in our, the start of our kind of craft beer drinking life cycles, We've been, we have been like, you know, 
conscious and almost seeking of those higher alcohol percentage beers. Do you think maybe you're just that little bit finishing that, uh, that part of the cycle? And that maybe in a few months you might think, well, you know what, I liked all my dippers, but you know what, I could have three sessions instead of three dippers. And for me, it's the, the flavour and the drinking. You know, could maybe that be it? Yeah, just, just to follow on Mark's point there is, you know, I mean, you had said there recently that Ambers were challenging dippers for your new favourite. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. It might be it. The other, you know, just the third one yeah. that it could possibly mark is maybe he's just efficient and maybe he just wants to get the most drunk for the least amount of cans. Maybe. No, no, you see, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's that's kind of honestly right, and I know this. I know this will sound maybe like a juxtaposition as well, that like like we were talking about earlier. But I I genuinely don't drink beer to get drunk. It's not like it's not like the it's not the desired kind of end game for me. I genuinely like the taste and like the flavors, um, and like obviously trying new things with, with craft beers. But the percentage of the of the alcohol isn't about getting drunk for me. It's 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 I think I think I can enjoy a beer longer if it's a higher ABV as opposed to a smaller ABV that I'm kind of just kind of swamping. Do you know what I mean? Well, I I I agree with you. King. I don't intentionally ever do like to go drinking to get drunk. If I get there, and nine times out of ten I do, kind of it's an added bonus. <laughs> but um, no, I'll go out and you know you like your dippers, your your handful of dippers. I like <clears throat> the kind of citra pale ales to. The sessions as well. Even mm-hmm. I've got big into the amber ales and even some of them black IPAs really recently. Um, I just I just enjoyed them, and like I said, you know, if I get drunk off them, so be it. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> okay, no, it's just it's I I've been listening to people yeah. a lot lately who drink whiskeys, and again, they don't drink it to get like hammered. They they drink whiskey genuinely for the flavor of what's happening in the glass and all that. And it's. I, I thought it was interesting. Like people who drink beer, like the way we drink beer, I don't think gen gen generally are, are drinking for the end result of getting smashed, like you would in a club. Because, like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of a youngster college mentality, isn't it? Yeah. There's much cheaper alternatives than craft beer to do that as well. If you really want, if that's your end game, like, true. Yeah. I think Kinger, what what it yeah. might be as well, yeah, those those dippers might actually force you to slow down because they are higher alcohol percentage. You might want to be swapping yeah. them, so they might be forcing you to slow down, which is causing you to actually enjoy yeah. it that bit more because you get more out of it. Like, yeah, and and the one thing I'll say, like as Nally said, it's not economically viable drinking craft beers if if your end goal is getting drunk. If that's the case, if you're purely considering that, you'd be getting fucking Linden Village or some shit, <laughs> but um, or Bass Pale Ale, the cheapest beer in England because it's terrible. <laughs> but um, uh, I I I think for me, I would try maybe 20 craft beers and knowing 19 would be bad for the enjoyment of the one that was excellent. You know, it's yeah. about flavor. It's about Fair. enjoyment. It's about finding something new that you like. I, I for instance, I had um, a, a beer today, Brew Brewery, who are a great shout for anyone listening. Yeah. I had their Tutti Fruity uh, session IPA. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Gorgeous. Yeah. Just tastes like, like a beer at all. Tastes like Tutti Fruity ice creams from when you were a kid. But like, <laughs> I if I had had ten bad beers this week, um, and then had that, that would make all the bad beers worth it, you know, because I'd have tried eleven and found one that I absolutely love. So I think, yeah. I think we're all in that boat a little bit. Just before we start discussing the uh, how the cosmos started and how infinitely small we all are on this tiny speck of sand, uh, Nally, do you want to uh, introduce us to our second beer of the week, please? Man, you nearly got me starting on the little blue dot, the pale blue dot. So um, I'll do that <laughs> swiftly before I get into Carl Sagan. Uh, yeah, the next beer is, is uh, Grunt by Hope Brewing. Um, these are a brewery, they're based in Dublin. Near you, Mark, I'm pretty sure, aren't they? Yeah, so Baldoyle in Dublin is where they're based. And what I enjoy about them is that every can they produce tells a story. Now, a lot of them are historical and some of them are kind of local stories or local foibles about different areas um and yeah they're i actually the first one i ever had was in limerick and um, nally has gone ahead and opened the can slightly ahead of us and all we can see is him having a panic <laughs> attack and oh, he this tries happened. to clean up so lads i think it this, i think it tells it already yeah lads let's open this, this last very, time. very carefully okay all right lads so um 
This is the second time I've had this beer, and both times it's freaking exploded on me. Damn it, Nelly! Motherfucker! Here it goes. <laughs> I'm ta- I'm ta- I'm I'm towelled up, boys. I'm towelled up. I tell you, um, it's ridiculous, man. Both uh, okay. times it's exploded. Fucking thing! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, well, you got the fizz of the wheat beer anyway. Oh dear Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god, it's everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, how are you supposed to drink this? Yeah. Close your eyes and think of hot chocolate king. <laughs> that is <laughs> That's ludicrous. Ridiculous. This, is, this is me pouring it. I'm literally pouring it one drop a second. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still half full. Stop. So Going off the boy's expression, I was like, I'm going to like the kitchen sink and I'm going to open over that. And not, nothing. I'm the what? unluckiest fucker in the world. I was expecting that can to blow up. How is it unlucky that you well, got a not full a drop? Okay, so Whereas half of mine is on the ground. Okay, so no, I, no, no, I'm not saying unlucky, but I was like, I'm shocked that I'm the only one that got away with it without anything. Can't even open a wheat beer right while she... He opened it right. Nally went ahead of the rest of us and opened um, his can before us. I was so we knew what to I expect. I was testing it for you. And what happened me then? What happened me then was I cracked it open, and there was a split second of nothing. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, nice! I've gotten away with this!" Bang! And it just started <laughs> erupting out of the can. That's incredible. Um, it's a little bit cloudier than. Um, saga by Lineman. Well, yeah, a little bit cloudy. Yeah, but not not by much though. I'd say I think it's it. They tend to be pretty um, pretty clear. Just yeah, slightly, yeah. I yeah. think the thing with this as well is it's 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 probably a proper wheat beer, so it's got a bit of sediment maybe in it, as opposed to the Lineman Saga. Okay. Um, the smell now my, my my smell judgment here might be a little askew as some of this beer is soaked into my trousers, but. Uh, <laughs> It does definitely smell like a wheat beer. You got that, yeah, that smell. Yeah. And Nally, you actually you actually had an interaction with Hope Brewery quite recently, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're good people there in Hope Brewery. But yeah, very recently. We just, just had a quick look. I was reading the back of the can and uh, it's missing wheat from the ingredients on the back of the can. Um, however, it's because they're expanding. They have actually had to produce more um, more languages. They've had to put more languages on the back of the can with the ingredients and just on that run it happened to be missing wheat so uh yeah i got a nice little message back about you know good spot added new languages on the label so uh the wheat disappeared but it's <laughs> going to be rectified in the next label run so there you go yeah saving saving people one day at a time speaking of the label i think we touched on it earlier with the can is pretty cool in typical hope brewery fashion it's, it's while she while cool. she's on the label while she's on the label everyone <laughs> it's not me fuck off it's a dragon prick <laughs> <laughs> no in, in fairness though it's in fairness while she i apologize it's um yeah it's a, i don't look like a pig. pig you piece of shit <laughs> it's a pig like grunt like a pig makes like <laughs> that noise um in the crow's nest of a tall ship and it's uh it's good picture because it's based on Hoth Fisherman according to the can anyway saying that uh, if you were out drinking all night and you didn't fancy going to work on the boat they'd tie a pig to the ship's mast instead and the cloven feet had like echoes of the devil and so if you didn't go to the ship the devil would be with your crewmates and that was like the motivation for you to go to work every day as a fisherman and so uh, yeah no, it's a, it's a good design. And in typical Hope fashion, and we've talked about this before when Kinger asked the question about can design, if you didn't see any writing on this can, I think you'd know it's Hope. Yeah, you'd have a fair guess anyway. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, the graphic design is very typically their style. Yeah. Have you had a taste yet? Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's it's a lot more like a regular wheat beer than than the last one we've had. A lot more. It's it's definitely more in, in tune with the style. It's a little bit citrusy. I know they have on it here. It's got a, it's a citrusy wheat beer. What is it? It's made with lemongrass and lemongrass, bergamot, and juniper. 
But uh, you can kind of get that citrusy bit as well, definitely, for me anyway. Definitely get the citrus flavour. It's quite subtle, I find, in all respects. Like, the wheat beer taste is certainly the taste you get, but it's a subtle wheat beer taste, more so than a lot of the ones I've had. And the citrus is definitely there in, in undertones, but it's not like in-your-face citrus like some IPAs can be. Um, so I think it's kind of a subtle overall beer for me. And while she's on the can. <laughs> Sorry, nobody said that in names. I'm... Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I think I'm somewhat on the fence with this one. Like, I do like the taste of it. Um, I, I, I definitely shouldn't be comparing it to Lineman Saga because Lineman Saga wasn't a wheat beer, essentially. Uh, this definitely has much more of the typical wheat beer characteristics. And I... I this now is I'm in dangerous territory of becoming like Walshy when it comes to stouts. <laughs> but like, when you can find something different to do with a wheat beer that will add those little notes, like you're saying, like the little extra bits, I think that's... I, I think it's a cracking beer, but do we have to judge it on solely on a wheat beer only basis? No, no I, d- I don't think so. I think if something, if something brands itself as a style A and completely departs from that style... Then you're kind of like, well, why did you bother branding yourself as this style in the first place? You know, there's a bit of redundancy there. But in this case, like it is, it is a wheat beer. And maybe it's added some flavours or some notes, but, you know, they are relevant to the taste. So I think that is, uh, that's something you should consider. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, like we were saying there with the stouts and stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, when they brand themselves as a specific stylus out, like uh, the salted caramel you were saying, Walshie, for example... But this one specifically calls itself out as a citrusy wheat beer. And I think yeah. the other notes that you're getting in there are citrus flavors. Like, you know, that kind of orange for the bergamot and the lemon lemongrass type flavors. It's nothing It's nothing mental out of, out of park. Like, it's still a wheat beer, but it's it's telling you up front it's going to be citrusy. I'm really getting the, le- like, I don't know if lemongrass tastes like lemon. I assume it does because of the name. But lemon is the kind of main citrus flavor I'm getting through this. So I'm finding what I what I pick up on is that the wheat beer is very instant when you take when you drink it first, and what's left after you you sort of like the mouthfeel is more of the the after effects of all the extra bits and pieces, you know, which I think is I think that's quite a nice touch because I find wheat beers can sometimes if they hang around too much they can be a bit bitter. Do you know what I mean? My thing with wheat beers is not super unlike the Belgians we had. Um, the Trappists, they kind of go like a banana cloves kind of region, right? And they'll swing one way or the other a lot of the time. And as so, I don't like cloves, okay? So if something swings cloves, while I might enjoy the other notes of the beer, if it swings to the kind of cloves direction, I'm instantly not going to get it again because I hate cloves. If it swings to the banana side, there's an element of it, if it swings too much, it gets kind of this sweetness to it that makes it hard to drink over and over again. And you kind of find yourself like, oh, it's nice for one, but really do I want to be drinking this all night? This kind of, I think it leans banana side because I'm not really getting many cloves out of this and maybe some of you guys are, but it's very subtle. Um, and I, I've, I've said that already, but like, I really think that this is a very good vice beer for maybe people who haven't had many or any and want to try them. Because this is like yeah. a very small step from, not from a lager, but maybe from like a light Citra IPA. It's maybe that small step first. And if you're like, you know what, I'm enjoying these flavors. Let's take the next step into a Trappist or maybe a heavy Weissbeer, you know, something that's like authentic, like a Weinsteffener or something. We've uh, we've had a few beers now, I think, where it's been said that you know somebody who's trying to kind of maybe start drinking this type of a beer or looking to try new this is a good i think we should start like a gateway feature uh in the next season <laughs> like yeah find our, our 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 best gateway beer for a particular <laughs> style um Walshie, what are you thinking about uh hope's grunt uh, i really like it i really like it now when i first started drinking and I had the fir- first few sips of it i automatically thought of um whole garden Mm. Uh, maybe because Whole Garden is very, very citrusy wheat beer as well, but instantly Whole Garden came to mind, and uh, oh, the wheat beers is probably one of my one of my favorite ones as well. Uh, but that's that's very, very nice. 
very nice. Yeah, I think you've hit you've hit nail on the head there, Walsh. I think this definitely leans more towards the kind of Belgian Witbeer style as opposed to, you know, your classic German Hefeweiss. Um, you're not really getting that banana you flavors. You're getting because with Belgian beers they tend to add in some different um, different adjuncts into it. So that's kind of what's happening here. Like you can get kind of orangey flavors and stuff like that. Same with this. Uh, I will say though, I find that it's nowhere near as. Um, Neither of the two that we've had tonight, are, they're not as carbonated as I usually think of wheat beers to be. For no. me, I, I usually, well, says, you know, he says after the can freaking exploded. But apart from that, <laughs> well, they're the not one, as carbonated as I expect. <laughs> the one thing I will say, Nally, and anyone who's had a lot of wheat beers will agree with us on this. When the can explodes with any drink, it settles down. When the can explodes with a wheat beer... It stays in a constant state of explosion until all of the liquid is gone. Generally. <laughs> it's it's you're pouring ahead and then you're like, Oh, there's a bit of beer there, oh whatever. And then like, oh, oh I I'm almost finished pouring the can and it's still pouring massive amounts of head out and I have to leave it to settle <laughs> for forty five minutes before I can drink it. That's like a lot of wheat beers are like that. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't think you're wrong in that. But um Maybe maybe the citrusy flavour or as Walsh alluded to, the lean to the Belgian Vit style has given it a bit more stability, maybe? I, I this this makes me happy being the only one where my can did not explode. If anything I expected <laughs> me to be the only one that it happened, huh? Because I'm clumsy. <laughs> but being the only one that it didn't makes me very happy. <laughs> So I know at the start we were kind of saying, just a quick one on another side, um, at the start we were kind of saying how um, wheat beers are huge in Bavaria, and then later on when we were talking about Saga, we talked about the different styles of wheat beer that there are, you know, Dunkelweiss and um, Hefeweiss and things like that. There is another style, it's called Crystalweiss, so most wheat beers are kind of cloudy, a little bit cloudy, not, you know, they're not like a really juicy New England IPA, right? But they are a little bit cloudy because of the sediment in them. However, Crystal Weiss, uh, or Crystal Weizen is like a filtered wheat beer. Um, so it's really clear, really see-through. And what they do in Germany, in Bavaria, is they'll drop a grain of rice into the pint. So it gives it a carbonation point and it keeps the beer carbonated and keeps a head on the top of the beer. So I'm wondering if we get some rice and throw it in here, do you reckon we'll get a better head on it? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I had a pretty good head at the start, and considering I, I'm drinking out of an Erdinger long neck glass here, like I'm get, I'm still holding a decent head, like halfway through it. And uh, has any, is anyone else drinking out of an actual uh, wheat beer glass? No, no, I've no. Carlsberg well, what, kind N- of. Nally is Nally. I suppose you got that champagne style glass, which is, you know, a Belgian Trappisty kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of in between. Yeah, it's it's more for um, it's more for kind of you know smaller glasses of uh, of wheat beer or whatever. But yeah, similar enough to yours. Uh, okay, well look, I think I'm just about ready to rate this one. I think the final rating of season one of the Crafty Crew podcast. I think it's quite a poignant moment. Wee. That's how you use the word poignant. Was <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that the word I used last week? <laughs> yeah, some kick of the balls there, while she. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apologies, apologies. He's not, not apologize. I He's forgot what my word was. Of course, you're all pricks, all of I, I think this. I think this is a, a fantastic beer to finish the season with, and I'm just no explanation. I think this is an unbelievable beer. Kinger, I'll jump in right behind you. This is. I'm somebody. I I hated Vice Bear the first time I had it. Oktoberfest Dublin down by the Keys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Watching teenagers get thrown out by bouncers all night long. What a night. The quiz. But, um, <laughs> uh, like two or three years ago, my brother, he was in Germany just before Christmas. And so his Christmas present to me was like a selection of vice beers with a glass. And um, I have to say, like, I didn't like one or two of them, but I think there was eight. And I'd say I thoroughly enjoyed six or seven. Uh, and, you know, this, I, I've had a few since. It's not a style I'm mad on. But I will try occasionally one or two. Um, mainly, you know, being a craft beer... Sorry. Mainly being the kind of craft beer person who wants to just 
consistently trying new things as opposed to trying the stuff I know I like. Um, I'll just like start grabbing new stuff. So if it appears in my local off license or whatever, I'm going to try it. Um, but this is one of the nicest uh, wheat beers I've had. And I would say that the subtlety of it um, lends itself to my particular palate. That I'm not a, a huge fan of the strong flavours one way or the other. And I like the kind of middle ground it's pulling. I like the subtle Citra IPA hints to it. The Citra flavours. And I would say, yeah, this is probably, if not the nicest, one of the nicest wheat beers I've ever had. And I would give this an unbelievable as well. Yo. Shall I jump in there now? So, um, I'm, I'm with the lads. No messing about. Unbelievable straight out the bat. Um... I, I like my Citra Pale Ales, you know, in general, and this is a wheat beer, which is very nice, and it has Citra flavours on top of it. So, you know what I mean? I'm getting the best of both worlds. Excellent. So that's three for three. Can I just say, right, <clears throat> I know that Nally is a stickler for the style as well, and I think the fact that this isn't your typical wheat beer, he's not going to be happy about letting this go the direction it's going and i think i think his rating is going to be slightly yeah. more negative yeah but 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 at the same time it is still within the wheat beer category okay it's not Absolutely, it's not a million yeah. miles away nally appreciates a good beer as much as the, the rest of us and you know what i have kinger do you know what i have what i have hope <laughs> oh no! Oh, just get out! Wow. Just leave! Wow! No, I'll even open no, my door works. for you no, to no, leave right that. now. As I've said before on this, there was a couple of beers that I've I've kind of said I don't think it deserves that rating. However, it would be unfair of me to give it a really crap rating to ruin. You know, I need to rate it where I feel like it is. It's not. It's not fair to the podcast yep. system. It's not fair to what okay. we've worked on all season long. Now, I've just gone. Up something here, I've just gone in. Up something I've here. just gone in to have a look at my Untapped. Like I said, I've had this once before. So, on my Untapped before, it was a three point five. Now we don't deal in point five, so it was a three point five, right? Now mm. I'm pretty sure the reason it got a three point five that time, and not higher, was because the entire can exploded all over my goddamn kitchen. <laughs> And I had, could only drink the dregs that were left at the bottom of it. And it still got a 3.5. Okay. So the fact that only a small bit filled it, spilled this time easily lets me put it up there in the unbelievable category. Easily. No way! No way! Amazing news. That's it is fantastic. an unreal beer, man. I'm a big fan of it. Like, I was looking at my untapped there. I was like, what the hell did I give this before? And I was trying to think why I gave it so low. And it's 100% because it exploded over my kitchen and I had to clean shit up. <laughs> and I didn't want to do that. So, and even then, this is even an then you gave it a brutiful. <laughs> I, I gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it a brutiful. And like, I had to clean shit up. And, you know, I wasn't happy about that. But this is a, this is, this is a class beer, man. I mean, it's just enough wheat beer to keep it there. You know what you're getting. It's citrusy, so it's yeah. got that kind of Belgian wit beer style. It's it's not overly carbonated. I prefer I, maybe a little bit more carbonation might be needed, but that could be lost because the can explodes. Um, that's just <laughs> this this beer. Although it's unbelievable, does come with a disclaimer: have a towel or open it over the sink. Um, yes, <laughs> fair. Enough. Apart from that, that's it's fair. unreal. This is a proper cut this is the i think apart from the belgian trappists which i think we can all agree are probably my favorite style of beer apart from the belgian mm. trappists i think this is the first time i've given a beer an unbelievable on the podcast so just on a side note and uh nanny was saying he went back to his untapped and i was like you know what i'll have a little look myself and um yeah i i wasn't a fan i was not a fan <laughs> um back in june uh Last year, I gave it a 2.5. January, wow. just gone, I gave it a 2.5. But I don't know if it's a kind of consistently through the podcast, we're trying so many different beers, you have a new appreciation for them or something like that. Maybe. Potentially. But, uh, wow, some some difference. What I, well, I... Max, I what I will say, and I think, like, we all really, really enjoy this beer. It's four unbelievable switches, like unheard of we all have our you know, contrasts in, in in preferences and style and flavor and you know undertones overtones whatever 
what I will say is that we all appreciate this beer for what it is. It is a wheat beer, but at the same time, it's bringing in the citra flavor, which is a, which is currently the dominating flavor in terms of IPAs. Like if you go out for an IPA these days, if it's not citra, you know, that's the minority. So they've really hit, they've decided to hit, we're going to hit this style. Okay, we're an established brewery, we're going to hit the wheat beer style. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take the favorite flavor of every craft beer drinker pretty much out there. And we're going to slam it on this style. Like, can you imagine like a, a subtle citra of any style? Red ale, brown ale, like dipper, tripper, uh, session, like... It's going to, well, maybe not the brown ales, in fairness. But yeah, like, I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, the brown ales, that's actually horrible. Or the stouts. That's but, a um, terrible idea. Yeah, that doesn't sound overly appealing. But but for most <laughs> for most styles, like you throw that citra kind of, you throw citra on the label or citrus, you're going to get, you're going to sell it, you know? But um, what I think we all enjoy about this is that it's really lived up to what it's branded itself. You know, it sets a mark, hits that mark dead on, and it's absolutely delicious, absolutely enjoyable. And one of the one things I find wrong with wheat beers, even the ones I do enjoy, is that they're hard drinkers. You know, sometimes they can be hard drinkers towards the end and you're like, oh, nearly finished. I'll just get another one, get the crispness of a cold pint. That was super solid the whole way through. And, you know, like I didn't I didn't speed up or slow down. I was just like, I enjoyed it the whole way through. Nally Walshy, what did you feel about that? Like the drinkability. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, a, a pint of that would be unreal in a proper proper wheat beer glass. I feel like a, a cold pint of that in a proper wheat beer glass would be savage. I, I was a big fan of that now. Um, yeah, would recommend. <laughs> like, I, I do find... Sorry, I lost a losing battle there. I had to go to the bathroom so badly. Like, oh, shit. talking. <laughs> I was just going to say, one thing that I've noticed with wheat beers, going back to like Erdinger, Paul and our whole garden, all that kind of stuff, and you were kind of uh, alluding, Mark, to kind of necessarily being the heaviness. But, uh, you know, maybe after four, five pints of a wheat beer, it kind of comes across as a bit much. And maybe it could be the same as this. But, I don't know, going off right now, I'd, I'd happily drink, you know, a nice couple of pints of that. Uh, very, very easily. It's steady, Walshy, isn't it? Like, it's not getting yeah. heavier or lighter. It's just exactly, what, it is, yeah. is what it is. Um, and even for people maybe who don't like a beer at the start, and I know this is probably... See, it's Yeah, this, yeah. Is not, this is not a, a podcast for people who've had one craft beer ever, but if there are any of you out there listening that just enjoy the crack, we would really encourage you to see a beer through. If you hate it, see it through. At least then you've got more evidence to hate it, you know? That when somebody else says, oh, did you try this craft beer? You can be like, fuck off. I had a whole bottle of this shit and it was pissed. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's better to That's have true. that evidence. And what what I think, um, my girlfriend's very straight down the middle of the road. Like, she... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Fiance. Oh. 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 Why'd you do it to me? <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. Get wrecked. Oh, I'll hail the edit. I'll hail the edit. All right. Mark, where, Mark, where, where did you go today? You did a little shopping today, Mark. Did you? <laughs> he got a new white board. He said at the start. <laughs> uh, I think, I think she might have been doing some, uh, some fiance shopping though, based on what Kingers just said. She's going to be doing some soon. Um, Whose fiance is that? No, but so, so <laughs> my partner. Can you get a divorce before you get you married? Live with. <laughs> um, she, she's. Oh Jesus! I'm so Okay, look, I think that might be just that might be a good place for me to um with a lot of pride announce that uh Hope Hope Beers Grunt Hope Beers Grunt gets the first unanimous unbelievable from all four of the Crafty Crew podcast. So well done, Hope. Fair play, Hope. Good job. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, lads, so listen, in lieu of a quiz or a game or any competitive notions to kind of ruin the end of the season, um, any particular standout moments or favourite favorite, um, memories from doing the podcast? As someone that has an absolute shocking memory, I'm going to jump in straight away. 
Uh, yeah, no, t- terrible memory. I I barely remember what happened. Fucking couple of months ago in our first one, but I'm gonna keep it near. Uh, Mark getting divorced before he got <laughs> married was a pretty good one. <laughs> you mean you mean like twenty yeah. minutes ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavily yeah. reliant on the edit of yeah. this episode. I mean, I mean that was that was fun, and um. The realization that she came to realize that I had a doctorate in bollocksology. That was a big, that was a fun one for me as well. Yeah, I'll say my favorite moment of this was um, rocking up two new styles that I am now like a champion for. So like Sours from episode two, I think, and uh, or episode three, maybe, and Black IPAs. I am now like hunting these motherfuckers down. When I get my chance to go out and get a few drinks, I'm like, any sours? No. Any black IPAs? No. I'll pick whatever else is there. And I'm recommending them to everybody. And I have to say, there are two styles that I have absolutely found so much love in my heart for. Um, and I would never have tried them if it was not for this podcast. So they're my kind of like massive love out to them because of this. I, I, I've really enjoyed most of it um, apart from a couple of them like that goddamn horrible thing from the last episode that terrible terrible gingerbread joke that was atrocious boys um, yeah oh <laughs> relax God. relax it's no oh, third geez, circle like, trinity I mean Pilsner. what a way okay. what a way to start a podcast it was like, worse piss. but anyway <laughs> I've I thoroughly enjoyed um, I thoroughly enjoyed a good bit of it now to be fair uh, standout moments for me would be unfortunately um, they haven't been heard but maybe we can work some I don't know we'll see if we can get some magic or something and find um, a certain someone singing Wrecking Ball uh, to the tune of Wagon Wheel um, that was one of my favourite things to ever happen and I need that as my ringtone <laughs> so bad um, <laughs> but <laughs> but apart from that, make yeah, it happen. it's been, it's been tr- trying to hit my beers like I mean I know I've tried some of them before but like just seeing your reaction to some of the beers um I really like the the wild beer company millionaire shortbread uh millionaire because I I thoroughly enjoyed that episode because I'm a big fan of stouts you know Kinger obviously as we've heard is not the biggest lover of these weird flavored ones but Kinger even really enjoyed that beer and I thought that was a it was a really good thing to see (laughs) how you know or the sours episode when mark and king were like this smells like feet and suddenly have gone on to love these styles of beer i think it's been good crack plus mainly my favorite thing is i've won the most of the games so screw you guys (laughs) (laughs) shut up nally i think it's gone pretty well because we've all like pushed each other's wheelhouse and for any of the listeners who don't know we have this rule where if we decide to do a style and it's your favorite style, you're not allowed to pick the beers because you have like inside information or whatever. So we try and get the person who's le- the least familiar with the style to pick the beers. And that way we kind of, uh, we, we go out on a limb every episode. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing because Kinger still managed to pick my favorite, favorite Trappist for the Trappist episode. So I was very happy. <laughs> yeah, hint, hint, wink, wink at that one. <laughs> Bit of suspicion around that. <laughs> There was a little bit of that, all right. Not at all, not at all. I I think my highlight for this, actually, you mentioned there, the Sours. Green Zebra has definitely become uh, a solid favourite of mine. I've had it a few times since we've had it on the podcast. And my blossoming uh, love for Amber Ales as well, which I don't think would have happened uh, without the podcast. So, um, yeah. I, I, I take it my Norwegian death metal song is not getting a wrench in here, is it? No. 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 (laughs) I don't, I don't know whether to mention it in a positive or a negative light. I, I, just feel like I think it needs to be brought up just as in like a deterrent maybe to this podcast. Maybe, you know, It depends yeah. how I, you I, feel I, about Norwegian death metal, really. I, th- I think I think what I'll do is I'll bring it back for season two that if somebody's <laughs> waffling on too much, I'll just start paying you <laughs> to kind of like play them off the mic, essentially. Uh, lads, listen, speaking of season two, we are taking a very... Um, break, brief break for like maybe a month or so um, and we're coming back with season 2 of the Crafty Crew podcast. Mark do you want to tell everyone uh, what we're doing differently? Yeah so everybody we're going to take a, a very quick 4 week break um, you know let's get the livers back in order, let's get the fridges restocked and let's also let us hunt down some very obscure beers that we're trying to get our hands on 
And what we're going to come back to you, you know, in the month of May is with the All-Ireland series. Not of the GAA, not of any other <laughs> thing, but of the Crafty Crew, of the Crafty Crew podcast. We're going to we're going to take ourselves around the country, try one beer from every county, give you our opinions on it. Uh, and much like season one, we're going to we're going to tell the truth. We're going to use the uh, world renowned Crafty Crew rating system uh, to rank these beers. And we're going to knock ourselves 32 beers from 32 counties out of the park. Yeah, I think uh, if, you know, while we're on this bit of a break, if anyone has any shouts for uh, some beers from different counties or whatever, pop them up on our page, um, Crafty Crew Podcast on Facebook, and we'll give them a look. And, you know, if we can find them, they might just make it onto the episodes. Nally taking over for Mark on the socials. I'm loving this. That could be a, a nice tweak. That could be a nice tweak for season two. <laughs> Nally gives us the socials. <laughs> yeah, we also have some really exciting innovations to look forward to, such as uh, Dr. Paul Walsh's uh, Bollocksology Fact of the Week. Um, that's going to be coming up. And God knows what he's going to yeah. say. We're basically going to give him some time to say whatever he wants. And like compared Your to the, the censored yes. version you guys hear, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> That feels like as good a place as any to wrap up the season, lads. So, listen, thanks very much for season, for, uh, for, uh, season one. And uh, here's to season two Excellent. in about four weeks' time. Cheers. Excellent. Until then, and, and as always, it's a goodbye from Walshy, goodbye from Mark, goodbye from Nally, and from myself, Kinger. See you next season. <laughs>